From RTE Brainstorm, how many friends do you really need? By Aoife Ryan Christensen from RTE Brainstorm. If you're thinking you need to go out and make up for lost time with everyone you know when it comes to friendship, it really is quality over quantity that matters. It turns out that friends creators were onto something when they settled on a group of six. There's one magic number that keeps coming up in the research, says Dr Yolanta Burke, senior lecturer at the Centre for Positive Psychology and Health at RCSI. The one statistic that keeps coming up is about three to five close friends that we're supposed to have to enhance our well-being. Those who have this number of friends would be psychologically better off. But while there is a correlation between friendship and well-being, we don't actually know the causal effect. For whatever reason, three is the minimal number for high levels of well-being, she says. There is, of course, always a caveat. If you have even two close friends, close friends are those we call when we have issues in our lives, they're your support, your lifeline. When people are lucky to have the very close friends, they don't need that many friends. Through childhood and into our 20s, having a lot of friends allows us to explore who we are develop a sense of our identity and figure out what life is all about. This period of our lives is when we have the most friends, Burke says. This changes as we get older and our circles become smaller, while it also becomes more difficult to make time between competing interests and responsibilities like work and children. There is a very interesting U-shaped happiness curve, whereby we have the highest levels of happiness in our 20s, then our happiness starts to drop, and it reaches its lower levels around the late 30s and early 40s. Then it starts to go up again. Your happiness is basically at the same level more or less at the age of 55 as it is in your 20s. And it keeps going up, says Burke. Burke suggests that this could possibly be linked with feeling lower as friends drift away when we're in our 30s and 40s. What someone needs or expects from their friendships and how they maintain them is different from person to person, depending on their values and their personalities. In that same vein, different people can fulfil different roles in your life. There was one particular study that looked at the expectations that people have, and it looked at things like being loyal, reliable, trustworthy, forgiving others, sharing information, being emotionally intelligent, paying back any good things that they have done. Some of these are our expectations and needs that we are getting from friends, Burke says. Support in times of need is another outcome of friendship. Interdependence. Learning how to rely on each other, how to give and take, how to exchange. Burke mentions a study that followed participants over two decades, which showed that the impact on well-being was significant when it came to our friends. If a friend's well-being went up or down, our well-being followed. That was especially true for friends who lived nearby. So friends give a lot, but they take away, in a way, as well. There's no right or wrong way, but if you're thinking about the best way to maintain your intimate friendships, the good news is the answer's very simple. The bad news is that it's also very time-consuming. It is the effort and the time that you are putting in that really matters, says Burke. Burke mentions a study that found it took 50 hours to build an acquaintance. 90 hours to turn someone into a friend and more than 200 hours for someone to develop into a close friend. But that is also associated with whether we enjoy the people that we're with. You wouldn't put effort into spending 200 hours with somebody you don't enjoy. If you're an introvert, that might sound exhausting, which brings it back to the importance of quality over quantity. 
With regards to that quality bit, the first thing that springs to my mind is this concept of a friendship bank, created by a researcher called Bergstrom, Burke says. Bergstrom talks about treating friends as the savings that you have. You put effort in, pay it forward, keep giving and hope that it pays back. And if we are not doing this reciprocation, the relationship will slowly start falling apart. I think that sometimes some of our friends may serve a specific need that we have, because there has to be an exchange at the end of the day, even though it's about giving. There is still an inherent exchange between friends. You listen, you share, and there is constant giving and taking. Sometimes we may be lucky to find one or two friends that fulfil those needs that we have. Other times, we may not. And we might have a larger group of friends and each one of them fulfils different needs. So if you have those friends who will be there for you, hold on to them tight and give them the time they deserve. You'll make it back fivefold. Discover more at rte.ie forward slash brainstorm. RTE Brainstorm is produced by RTE in conjunction with UCC, University of Galway, University of Limerick, Maynooth University, DCU, TU Dublin, the Irish Research Council and Chagask.